Hello, and welcome to the Evie Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the Evie Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40-something woman named Evie Prince who experiences a life-altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, she finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true, but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Welcome back to Red, Red, White, a novel of true love and light. Written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2021 by Victoria Wright. Today's episode is Chapter 5, Take Your Medicine. Throughout the week, Steve stopped by to install windows, add trim, and to hang cedar shingles. The electrician also stopped by to wire the studio. Now, all I needed was the roof to be shingled. The crew would arrive on Saturday. If all went well, we would complete the studio by next Sunday. I helped Steve install the windows, and I painted the trim. She was a traditional cedar shake building, but I had to add some color. I painted the door a beautiful honeydew melon orange. Just looking at it made me smile. Saturday came and went as quickly as the roofers installed the roof. It looked like a bonafide studio. Granddad helped me with the landscaping. I installed a stone walkway and mulched the front. Over time, the grass would grow in. Lastly, I planted two hydrangea bushes with the expectation of them either turning purple, blue, or pink. The night after it was finally complete, I invited Steve, Celeste, and Granddad over for dinner. We celebrated and took pictures. She was beautiful, and I called her the Sunshine Studio. Celeste took a picture of me in front for my announcement card. Dinner with my new friends was perfect. We laughed, and Granddad teased me about how I measured once and cut twice, versus the industry standard of measuring twice and cutting once. I wished Reva and Brian could have joined us but they were in the throes of figuring out their new life together. After we said our goodnights, I texted Hendrick the photo. Since our discussion last week, he'd been preoccupied, so our communications had been short and sporadic. He reassured me that everything was okay, so all I could do was believe him. Before bed, I went over to the studio and sat in the middle of the floor, thanking my higher self for the guidance and support in manifesting this amazing studio. I create beauty in this room, 
I declared. Bright and early, I looked out the window to make sure the studio was still there. A smile crossed my face when I saw the brightly painted door. After breakfast, I grabbed the canvas and hung it in the studio. It was time to get to work on this piece. The information that Tatum had sent me had my mind racing. Modern hotel, dark colors, moody. What was I supposed to do with all this? I didn't know where to start. Time seemed to pass slowly as I stared at the canvas. To give myself a break, I checked my phone. I hadn't realized that Hendrick had texted me. His response to the picture had been a thumbs up. A thumbs up? WTF is that about? Something that I'd been dreaming about had just manifested, and he gave me a thumbs up? I didn't know what the hell was going on with him, but I was about to find out. I dialed his number. It rang many times, then flipped to voicemail. Hendrick, it's Evie. There is obviously something going on there. I'm worried, and I hope you're okay. Call me. We need to talk. Later that afternoon, I received a text from Hendrick. Evie. I'm okay. Please don't worry. I can't talk now, but I'll call you in a couple of days. Don't worry. Everything is okay. After reading his text, I didn't know whether to be concerned or livid. I was leaning towards livid, but I knew, deep down, that there had to be a good reason why he was acting this way. To clear my head and focus on what I needed to do, I took a walk on the beach, hoping to find some inspiration. The beach was quiet. Summer was just about over. School was starting and all the summer dinks had headed home. I had hoped the beach would calm me, but I couldn't quiet my mind. All I could think about was Hendrick. Why was he acting so weird? Was he ghosting me? Was it over and he couldn't tell me? Had he found someone new? All these questions but no answers. My anxiety grew and I felt faint. My heart thumped in my chest. I stopped in my tracks and sat down before I could fall down. I put my head between my knees to steady myself and tried to breathe. When I looked up, I saw the lighthouse in the distance. Red, red, white. Red, red, white. I got lost in her light, and my mind slowed. It had been a long time since I had freaked out, and I knew that ego was messing with me. I needed to turn off the head and listen to the heart. This was exactly what my higher self asked me about. Do I need Hendrick's love to be whole, or do I make myself whole? Right at that moment, I chose to make myself whole. Evie, it's so nice to hear from you. How are things going on the vineyard? Life is fantastic, Tatum. Sorry I've been absent. No worries. 
I hoped you were just in a creative space, so I left you alone. How is the painting coming? It's coming, I mumbled. First, let me be a friend. Are you okay? Yes, I, I'm good. A lot's been going on. I can tell. Thanks for sending the picture of the Sunshine Studio. I'm so happy that you've created a wonderful space for yourself. Thanks. Now that the studio is completed and I have time to paint, I still don't know what to paint. Evie, take your time. You can do this. I have all the faith in the world that you will create something amazing. Now, I need to be your agent. Please stay in touch. The buyer would love to have the painting early. I just need to set expectations. I understand, and I'll keep you informed from now on. I don't want this to sound too glib, but I have learned from some of my other artists that the hardest part is to take the first stroke. Throw some paint on the canvas and see where it takes you. Thank you for your understanding and advice, Tatum. I will definitely try that and see where it leads me. Thursday was my next planned discussion with Colby, but I needed her guidance now. So I texted her, asking if I could cash in a friendship and speak with her without an appointment. She called me right back. Evie, what's up? Is everything okay? So much to tell you. Don't really know where to start. The beginning works best. Okay. I started with the weirdness with Hendrick, my declaration to love myself completely, and the fact that I didn't know what to paint for this commissioned piece. Colby, I just feel like there's something holding me back. Do you feel it is Hendrick? Is that uncertainty making you feel that way? Not really. His behavior gives me concern, but he has never affected my painting. I want you to try something with me, Evie. Close your eyes and take some deep breaths. Put your hand on your heart center, and I want you to say in your mind, Higher Self, what is holding me back from painting? Breathe and listen. What do you hear? A few moments passed, and then I responded. I'm afraid the buyer won't like it. My grandfather's criticism rings in my head. I don't want to let anyone down. Good. Now we know where to start. When we speak again, that is what we will focus on. Your relationship with your grandfather. Continue with your meditations, and I will talk with you in a few days. Thanks, Colby. I appreciate you more than you could ever know. It was time. I needed more answers. Slipping through the bushes, I headed over to Grandad's. Then, when I got to the door, fully expecting him to say, Come on in. There was nothing. Maybe he didn't hear me. I knocked, then I heard, Who is it? Coming from the back room. 
Grandad, it's Evie. Can I come in? I heard some rustling, and then I saw him come out of his bedroom. I'm sorry, Grandad. Were you asleep? No, just resting. But it's in the middle of the day. Are you feeling okay? I asked as I stepped into the house. Yup, just a little tired. Grandad, did you take your medicine? I questioned. I was. What do you mean, was? I was feeling fantastic, strong, so I stopped taking it when I ran out. What? Granddad, you need to take that medicine for the rest of your life. You just can't stop. The volume of my voice increased. Where's your prescription? In the bathroom. Let me call your doctor to see what we need to do. You need to get back in bed, I commanded, grabbing my phone and dialing Dr. Chase's number. Hello, my name is Evie Prince. I am Adequin Brown's granddaughter. My granddad is feeling very weak. He stopped taking his medicine and desperately needs a refill. The nurse put me on hold for a few minutes, then came back, saying we needed to get him to the hospital as soon as possible. They would alert the hospital that he was coming. Granddad, we need to get you to the hospital. Let's grab some of your things and head down. Evie, please, kid, it's nothing. Let's just fill the prescription and call it a day. I don't know who you think you're dealing with. I'm not taking no for an answer. If you refuse, then I will just call for the ambulance. It's up to you. Either we go in my car or you take the ambulance and the entire town knows, including Steve, that you're going to the hospital. I stood there with my hands on my hips. The look in my eyes let Granddad know I was not messing around. Okay, kid. Grab my bag in the closet. My pajamas and rope are behind the door. Yep, yep, been through this drill before. When we arrived at the hospital, Granddad was immediately taken into a room. They hooked him up with monitors and started running tests. Dr. Chase came into the room after he had received the results. Adequin Brown, do you want to explain what this is all about? Did you miss the part in my instructions where I said that you would need to take this medication for the rest of your life? His voice boomed. Doc. Granddad whined. Geez, Adequin, are you ready to ship out or something? No, not yet. I've got this beautiful granddaughter here to keep an eye on. Dr. Chase looked over at me and smiled. Well, it's a good thing your granddaughter is smarter than you. You could have really caused some problems. I'm keeping you overnight for monitoring. You've received today's dosage of medicine and your granddaughter can get the rest of your prescription filled over at the pharmacy. Don't make me have to come all the way up island to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Yes, doctor, granddad replied like he was a scolded child. Granddaughter, please join me outside in the hall. Granddad gave me a sheepish look. When I stepped out to the hall, Dr. Chase's expression became serious. Your name is? Evie, Evie Prince. Evie, 
It's a good thing you brought your grandfather in when you did. It is no joke about his medication. He needs to be diligent. And if you see signs of weakness again, get him right back here. Is his heart murmur getting worse? Well, at this age, they don't get better. We all want Adequin to be around for a long time. But if he pulls another stunt like this, I'm afraid to say that things will go downhill fast. Keep him quiet for the next week. I want you to schedule an appointment at my office in another couple of weeks to make sure the medication is doing what it needs to do. If at any time he becomes weak, or not his honorary self, bring him back to the hospital. Thank you, doctor. I appreciate all of your help. Adequin is very special to many people. We all want to make sure that we get many more years with him. Before I went back into Granddad's room, I texted Steve, letting him know what was going on, and asked that he stop by in a few days to check in. When I came back in, Granddad's back was to me. How are you feeling? Better. Not as tired. Seriously, Granddad, what were you thinking? Why did you stop? I don't like having to take all that medication. I wanted to see if I could do without it, he grumbled. Yeah, and? What do you mean, and? I know you are not telling me everything. What is really bothering you? He rolled over and looked at me. I don't want to get old. I finally have you in my life. From the moment that I looked into your eyes when they brought you home from the hospital, I wanted you in my life. But we made our decisions. I want to fix whatever we didn't do right by you. And that is going to take time. Time that I'm afraid I may not have. I grabbed Granddad's hand and held it tightly. You were always special to me growing up. You understood me. I knew I could always count on you. It may not have been perfect, and yes, there is still so much I need to understand. But you've given me so much more than you know. I want you around for a long time as well. To make sure that happens, take your medicine. Okay, okay. I should know better than to cross a Prince Brown woman. Today's episode is brought to you by Healing Words Customized Meditations, written for you and only you. To learn more, visit www.healingwords.online. Reminder, you have the answers inside. To hear it, Put your hand on your heart center, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and ask the question. Then listen. You will hear your answer.